last episode and um, this episode we'll be talking about strategy under the topic strategy corner so for all of our new listeners business kid is a podcast program where we discuss the nsp scholars topics issues and the nuances that exist while running a business in nigeria in this program, we aim to crystallize the collective views of the NSP Corp of Students as regards building and using solutions in Nigeria. Today, we have three amazing guests who would shortly and briefly introduce themselves. And we are happy to have you guys on board. Who wants to start? Start from that side. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I? So, can I? Take it away. Okay, my name is Kenetuku Wanko. Um, um, I used to work as a development manager at a property development company. Um, currently, I work um, as a product manager at a, as a technology company in Lagos. Um, um, that's me. I'm an NSP scholar too. Um, learning from the best people on the continent. Cool. Cool. You're next. Did you no, I mean it's next now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good evening, guys. Um, my name is Olawale. Before NSPA, I was leading growth and strategy for a healthcare strategy, tech-driven, tech, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I've been in strategy growth um, for a health solutions company. They are using technology to solve basic problems in the entire healthcare space with the potential to scale to other African countries within the next few years. So right now, I, I focus strongly on, on strategy and growth and I look for ways of companies scale or increase revenue by looking at their strategy. Okay. All right, um, guys, um, hello. My name is Jide, uh, Jide Ayogbosi. I, I, I manage the team at uh, Dusko uh, Africa. Uh, I have a background in advertising, um, marketing communications generally. Um, I used to work in an advertising agency. I uh, was a uh, brand strategist um, for about two, three years uh, before I moved on to the client side. Uh, uh, as a salesperson with uh, Vitaform, I was managing uh, Lagos and uh, Southwest region, you know, managing a group of uh, sales guys and wholesalers uh, across across these markets, uh, across these regions, before I now started my own stuff, uh, Edu School. Uh, so, uh, is an educational marketing company uh, leveraging technology to make life easier for uh, players in the education ecosystem in African education in the African education ecosystem. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing now, uh, and I, I'm loving it. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Bravo. Yeah. So um, I remember you one of the first times I heard why you say it does growth and strategy. The first thing that came to my mind: what exactly is that? What what does that even mean, right? So I'd like for you to share what you do as a growth strategist. Okay, so let me explain what strategy means on one hand and what growth means on the other hand. So and then in the sleep in its simplest form, if you set the goal just to simplify it, let's assume that you want to go to Sokoto and um, you say I want to be in Sokoto in the next five years. So as a strategist, I can say if I want to be in Sokoto in the next five years, then we can actually work. So we work to Undo today, maybe like take like three months to get to Undo, rest, 
10, okay, then I think you can go to alright, then you move again. But if you say, Wale, I mean, I would like to go to Sokoto and I would like to do this in like one year. I can like go oh, one year, maybe you have to use bicycle, right? So you would like to use bicycle because this is one year. Exactly. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if you tell me how to be in Sokoto and like go oh, like the next day, I mean, the best strategy there is go book the nearest airline and fly to Sokoto. So, strategies about what's the fastest way that we can mm. take to achieve the vision or the corporate vision entirely. Though there are still a lot of dependencies around, around that because there are competitors in the market, there is the government, there are the also consumers who we are trying to like create value for. But in the, in the, simple, in the simplest form, this is our vision and then strategies, how do we actually yeah. get there? So growth basically talks about, this is where we are right now. And then what do we have to do to grow? It could be user-based, it could be what is most important to, mm. to the company. So some are the, the users on the platform, we need to grow the subscribers, we need to grow people who are downloading it, we need to mm. grow people are doing X, Y, Z. So that's how I would explain it. Okay. Does anyone want to add anything to what you have said? Uh, I, okay. Can I? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Wally has said it all. Uh, there's actually anything to when his strategies are <laughs> What do you have to say? <laughs> so it's interesting you already gave us an yeah. example, albeit not very business wise mm-hmm. or business centered. Because that was the question I was going to ask you. So, Tell us about maybe some business you've done um, growth or strategy for or both, and how does that actually pan out? Okay, all right. So my previous experience, um, the one of the strat- sorry, just to add to that, so okay. you answer everything together. All right. What are the crucial considerations that went into developing your growth and strategy for that business? Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. yeah. All right. So the, so that the first part. So my previous experience. We wanted to have our own chain pharmacies, right? Community pharmacies. And then the biggest players in the sector, then the likes of your head plus and your med plus, it took them years to get there. Because these are infrastructure heavy strategy, yeah. right? I mean, you find the location, you, re- you register it, go through the process before. I mean, the person approves it. So it takes years to build. But even if you have like crazy amount of money, because you are going through that route, it's really like okay, this thing. But I mean, part of the strategy about it was like, how can we grow so fast within one year mm-hmm. that we meet up with this guy or become the largest? pharmacy chain in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And then um, what Jonah does was to create one, an infrastructure light growth model or a strategy. So the strategy we decided on was a franchise model pharmacy mm-hmm. um, for the first time in Nigeria. Uh, we brought that in, designed the branding, designed the value proposition, size taken with different pharmacy owners in such a way that how do you convince people to drop the name as an independent pharmacy owner to drop your name mm-hmm. and pick up a new name that's your banner I mean going forward so but we did all of that and then we rolled out the franchise model called my pharmacy so that was that strategy that speak with oh we want to be this within this particular mm-hmm. time frame what is the fastest way to get there. Yeah. Going through the traditional way of going to the community pharmacy won't get us there because the 
players, the other players did it that way and it didn't work. So we have to look like a franchise model, which is why sometimes timeline is connected to the vision that makes you know the best strategy to use. So when that strategy, when we wrote that strategy, so I kind of moved into a growth role by acquiring different um, subscribers, so to say. So the growth role was, okay, how then do we talk to different players who are like independent owners. I mean, basically, we need to first of all see who are those are not our target market. Mm-hmm. And it's clear, anyone who has about four or five branches, they're not necessarily our target mm-hmm. market because you probably like, I think I can just wait, right? So you look at the independent guys who are really struggling their business and then we mm-hmm. pitch the franchise business and they're like, oh, they adopted it. And within three years, we came with the third largest um, chief pharmacy in Nigeria until I left. <laughs> but, uh, so, in terms of the considerations, right, I'm there to look at the regulatory requirements because franchise media is new in Nigeria and then um, community pharmacy is one of the most highly regulated sectors. And what is the regulatory requirements? You have to speak with the regulator. When we are launching, you have to bring in the regulator to the launch just so they are aware, right? We also have to look at <coughs> what are the trade-offs. Um, we are going to lack control on some parts, but at the same time, because this is why their business anyways, they're just carrying the brand. How do we make sure that there's some standards that do not spoil the brand image? We have to also look at what that, how do we standardize um, performance and delivery. Yeah. Um, how is, if you go to a branch, because customers or patients wouldn't know that it is not owned by just one person, right? Um, so you want to be able to standardize service across board. Mm. So those are like a lot of rolling things that are to come in within the period of one year. So it's a, I think it's great that we have um, a pretty interesting mix. Kenya is real estate, yeah. today is um, education. So so I'll let I'd like for you guys to share your own experience with strategy and growth in those different um, areas as well. So I don't even go first. Okay, um so for me it's it's been really interesting because I've been like trying to identify how it all fits together in like different spaces. So in the real estate space and people that go to company strategy, um, where I used to work they, they had the strategy unit, but what it typically did was pretty much what we call development management. So you have a, a, a portfolio of projects and then you have different development managers in charge of it. Those guys look at how the project goes from end to end. So it's a vision, they want to build this, and then you just drop it on their deck. So they go sort for designers, the designers design it, um, and then they, they, they sign off the design, they source for contractors, the contractors um, come to build it. They also source for also um, anchor tenants. Like for example, we have been in more you need a shop right, mm. which will be an anchor tenant to pull people in. Um, and then when when they are done, they also look for how to fill it in. So from a high level point of view, they're managing the project end to end in terms of PNL. Um, so across different spaces, they have different names for this. P and L being profit and loss, right? Um, sorry, <laughs> I mean, PNL. So yeah, profit and loss. So um, so the cost that goes in and then the revenue that it brings to the business. So those are the two ways that they look at this. So different ways you can go the company, you save costs, um, and and then you go the top line, which is revenue. Um, so those are the two things that um, development managers manage in the real estate space. 
in the technology space where I am now because I transitioned, um, a product manager will do the same. So he has a product, he has a particular budget he has to work with, he has to do the solution within a particular budget, and then he has to do the top line or build it in a cheap way that the company still has some profit at the end. Yeah. Um, and it translates to a lot of sectors, even in the FMCG space, which is my favorite. Um, the brand managers, so they do the same thing. So they manage smaller brands for the company and they have a marketing director they report. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty much how it works um, around me. Cool. Yeah. Um, from what you've said and what Wally has said, yeah. there are two major things I've, I really picked out. And one is for a strategy to even like kick off or to even start, you need to have like a goal and it has to be clearly defined, right? And secondly, in in the poor view, like we're trying to create a strategy, there are limits, there are like boundaries. You mentioned the regulatory bodies, you mentioned uh, how long it will take because you can't just be very fast, you have to go through like a process. You mentioned um, the constraints that do exist around like getting real estate um, to development. Um, in real estate development and all, um, and those two, those two, seems like major, major um, things to consider while trying to um, work with a strategy. You have to have a clear goal, and you have to know okay, what exactly are the constraints in this system. So, looking, Jide, looking at your experience as the uh, in marketing with Vital Form and living in two states. Um, how exactly did you come up with um, a goal, like sales targets? Um, how did it work? And also, how there are constraints that do exist around like managing salespeople, I mean, interfacing with the high level managers and like reporting, and even with the customers and all, all these constraints and the goal. How exactly did you come up with a strategy given all this? So I'm going to combine uh, in my in, in responding to you. I'm going to combine two roles. So I'm going to speak as a salesperson, right, uh, for Vitaform, and I'm also going to speak as um, as an entrepreneur. For Disco. Yeah. So yeah. So um, when I'm when I'm looking at strategy, right, two things are very paramount to me. Uh, first is first the first one is team, mm-hmm. right. The second one is cost. So uh, while you mentioned earlier that if you're going to say for instance a correct price, so you could use a plane ride. Yes. But <laughs> to get there as quickly as possible. Yeah. But the question is, is plane the most cost effective way of getting to a correct? Mm-hmm. Right. That's another consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one consideration, right? So that would be super expensive. And that, that can cost you some I mean a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. What about if you use decide to use say a car? Mm-hmm. Will you get there? Mm-hmm. You know, at the point, as of, at, at at the time where you want to get there, mm-hmm. right? So, why I'm trying to achieve like you know like some like a vision as an entrepreneur as a salesperson? I'm looking at what team can I really deploy? What team can I work with? I want to work with like the best team, right? That would also be cost effective for me. So uh, I know that in getting in getting a team to work on a project, sometimes uh, if you are looking at say as an entrepreneur, you're looking at hiring hiring people um, that have like say the best skill, you may not be able to you may not be able to afford them, you know, um, uh, along the line. So how do you get people that you can afford that will still be able to deliver on the job? That's team. And how do you also cascade, you know, the, the, the vision down in KPIs, you know, for this team to be able to execute, right? So, and that's, that speaks to uh, the target and goals you're talking about. Because um, one of the biggest challenge, challenges for, for corporate bodies to cascade, you know, when you have this big vision, 
how do you break it down in such a way that yeah, such, such a way that even the gate man knows what to, his role mm-hmm. in executing that vision. So that's one. The second one again is like I said, is cost, right? So um, that's what we, that's what we call cost leadership and strategy, right? How do you? spend money how do you spend less to acquire more in such a way that you can out compete your competitors mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i'm always looking at that when i'm looking at how do i how do i you know like execute the strategy okay i'm looking at how much do i need to spend and how much how, how do i ensure that i spend really less you know what what channels can i leverage you know when it comes to marketing for instance can i begin to can i gather data in such a way that i'm speaking to them via email i'm speaking to them via sms i'm speaking to them via telemarketing i'm not going on media traditional you know that can be very spy, that can be spicy expensive some Time. So these are the things that are consideration that I, that, I, that I that I you know put on the table and look at to make to make uh, informed uh, decisions uh, as an entrepreneur and as a business person. Cool, cool. Are, are there any examples like uh, specific examples that Edu School that you like to give? Yeah. So so um when we launched, we realized that we didn't have money. Right, so Shocking. Was, <laughs> 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 you know, I mean we didn't we didn't we didn't I mean just like the story of every regular uh, startup in Nigeria, mostly for people that would have to bootstrap for a while before they would be able yeah. to raise, right? I mean some like I mean there's this crazy around fintech now before you even conjure the idea, someone is putting in money. But <laughs> <laughs> but the space in the space where I will praise, I mean you've got to be very patient. You have to force it. <laughs> 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 you, have to you have to be very you have to be very patient before you are able to, I mean, be patient, you know, garner some traction mm-hmm. before you're able to get someone to invest in your in your in your in your in your business. So uh, one of the strategies like again back to your question is so we we gathered uh, data you know on schools around Nigeria you know uh, and, and you know, when I say data you know the school now the information where they are uh, and all of these things and when we launched we were just reaching out to them using some of those very cost effective channels you know email telemarketing SMS and sometimes social media but the social media that we that we're using we're not even spend we're not we're not spending money we're not doing like a, a, a uh, what do you call it? Sponsor posts, you know, on the on the on yeah campaigns on on this channel, and that data sort of like you know help help us to help us to uh, to really grow to a level where we're now making money. And we're now applying the money back to now doing uh, a serious, serious, serious um, uh, marketing campaigns. But initially, uh, we leverage those 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 data to to grow before we. And that was a strategy, clearly, right? I don't know if you agree with me. So strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And that thing I picked from what you said is like leveraging data, mm-hmm. getting data and leveraging mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. it helps in your strategy development to properly focus on yeah. okay, what exactly are the right things, what are the mm-hmm. things that are effective mm-hmm. based on history. Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to talk about implementation. So, so there is no strategy, like there is no full... For, for a strategy to work, you need to implement them right like yeah. um and there are two different things like strategies all coming from the high level perspective oh how exactly do we do this how you, but, but things change when you like get on ground so mm-hmm. and you need to there are some things you need to be flexible you need to be smart you need to like there needs to be communication it's not that oh two different teams or they are like roadblocks in communication it's going to affect the whole thing but i'd like to get giving you guys experience um across real estate across education marketing growth and strategy even in the healthcare space how exactly do you manage implementation of the strategy design already? What exactly is do you consider an implementation? And just tell me about your experience. Mm. 
Well, because largely what I said was particularly around implementation, because I believe that strategy can be up there, but then when it doesn't get implemented, there's nothing. So the dev, the development managers, the product managers, and the brand managers focus on implementation. So I want to grow this brand to 2x in the next two years. They just dump it on your table and go. And that's, you have to figure it out, like from top to finish. I want to build this building, build something. So I'll give you an example, like this building we are in. Um, so the goal at the time was we didn't have, we were supposed to build a 25 story Marriott hotel. We didn't have money for it. And then we were like, what can we do um, as a company to, um, that right now while we're waiting, we're raising money that can give us some good revenue. And then someone came like, why don't we build a retail strip? Um, and we were like, this is actually a bad idea. We can build it with our current What's a retail strip? A retail boulevard. So it's like a small retail strip on a highway, on a highway mm. sort of kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So so that was how the idea was formed. And then they, you know, they came up with. So it was really like a strategic decision. So we had this big plan phased out project, right? Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be like a a, a a village, right? So having different things, office, apartments, and stuff. But then we didn't have the money at the time. We really done the event center. We we're like, what can we do? What we have now? So we started to think, right? And then we came up with this retail high street thing. So we reached out to different people, they came with different ideas. And we're like, no, this doesn't really work for us. And it was just one guy that came, an Indian guy, and was like, why don't you do this? I think this will be cheap, we may be able to do this cheap and stuff. And we looked at it and it made sense, right? And we ran with him. So the idea was the retail strip. And then along the line, we just said, we have this beachfront at our backyard, why don't we do something? Right. So those, those were ideas. But then for those projects, we had different development managers. So we treated to different people. I was in charge of the beach. I was typically torn because I was I was a project architect and also working development management. So I was torn between both. Um, but we had like people that were on ground that were like project managers on that right. And if you understand construction space, you know that changes that can be insane. So the way you start is not the way you end. But be, but knowing but keeping your eye on the on the goal mm-hmm. is what's most important. So when we started out with this project, we reached out to all these contractors, and at first we got a, a we got a bill of four billion naira. I think it was Kappa or something like that. One of the big contractors. It built us heavy, and we're like, why would we pay this, right? So we started looking inwards. We called different guys. We combined their costs together. You do windows, me I'll do cement. You do this one, and we combined it on the spreadsheet. And then it wasn't still making sense. And then we went back to the CEO, and the guy was like, okay, I need to make a call. So he calls one of his friends. I went to business school, and the guy's like, okay, I'll do this thing for you. And when they came in, they agreed to do it for like a ridiculous like less than than one over ten of that, right? And the guy just agreed to do it. But then they were Chinese. So we had to work with people that didn't speak our language, right? So there were constraints on the project. There was also cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of things were like it was it was it was it was a painful project, but today the building is standing. So you know having someone that manages that implementation in a way that they don't lose sight of the goal but are willing to like withstand the pain because there's always pain um, along the way is where it's very important. And then change management too. Being willing to flex, be flexible, flexibly change the goal um, in a way that it doesn't really distort um, the end. That's 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 my experience on this. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So so for me, when I when I when I, when people when when people talk about implementation, right? Mm-hmm. So in strategy, mm-hmm. basically what it means is you know like I said, cascading those things down. So it refers to like daily, I mean day to day activities. Operation. Operations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like day to day activities things that you have to do 
no matter how minute it is, right, to achieve the objective, the that larger, that larger objective, that's what implementation is. So, for instance, if my, my strategy, overall strategy is to cut down costs, what are the daily activities that I need to do? What are the things that I need to do on a daily basis to cut down costs? So, am I going to reduce paper prints, for instance? Uh, so, am I going to be, am I going to be, basically use email most of the times and ensure that people don't print anything in my office? That way, I know I'm cutting down costs on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, if I have like vehicles that I have to service, that I have to hire a driver for, dri- driver for, that I have to fuel, that I have to do all of this, do I just stop that and rather use Uber? If Uber is cheaper, mm-hmm. so those are the things that you really you need to really like very detailed activities that you need to look at when you're looking at implementation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure one uh, day this is strategy. I would want Wale to talk about something like a little specific. Um, yeah. It's like a more like the next level, mm-hmm. like following implementation. What makes implementation and strategy to work, and that is feedback. So how exactly in implementation? How they exactly do you manage feedback like between the strategy team and the implementation team? Because usually they are not always the same. Yeah. So how exactly do you manage feedback? Okay, so I think in this way, right? Um, strategy is top down, implementation is like bottom up. So and then another thing to point out is the fact that what makes strategy work is for the managers to be the strategy owners. So what that means is when an organization decides on a strategy, right, all the departmental heads must own that strategy for it to work. So and then that strategy must also be what informs their KPIs. So that's why like implementation is bottom up because what like GD said, what the Gitman is doing is also linked with the overall strategy of what the mm-hmm. company is doing. So that means that if your guys are doing some things every day, it's supposed to like be drops in the ocean that like adds up and fill up the overall strategy. But in terms of getting feedback from the markets, the market teaches everybody what to do at the end of the day. Um, so what you want to do is, I think that's also the beauty of startup. It's one of the key competitive advantage startups have over in the, over the traditional businesses. So startups are very agile. Mm-hmm. So when they go with the strategy to the market, they test it, the market reacts it in a very bad way. What you do is come back, everybody, let's meet in the office on Monday, or even if it's like very urgent, please, Zoom call on Saturday or on Sunday, they decide they move on. But bureaucracy, the traditional business, like going up, going up, before they decide, maybe the market has even changed a, li- a little bit. So I feel it is that agility that a young business is able to start up. I mean, strategy is very good if it is agile, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you could see things is happening, okay, guys, let's, let's, let's make changes immediately, right? So I think that's one, that's how to use feedback, which I the market tells you things, right? And, you know, one of the two, I just give you a personal experience. It would be, so last year, I mean, like my previous experience, right? Um, we were running like a blockchain sort of um, online e-commerce. So we have different um, community pharmacy owners in our network who are feeding us inventory information onto our platform. So anybody in Nigeria could order medicine anywhere and we'll be able to deliver because these guys are spread across Nigeria. So we have access to everyone information. But that's, that affected scale. 
um, the back and forth is you have to start calling people. Do you have this inventory? Oh yes, I do. Before your rider gets there, the fab is sold to another customer. So like, okay, so what? Could we do? Can we create like a software that provides real-time information to us so we don't have to do the back and forth? You could sit on the laptop and oh, they have it. Then the other just go, that was confirming it. So that's the feedback that the market gets. You have to react towards that feedback. Sometimes it could be that your customers need another level of service so they could stick to you. So your core solution might be that you are helping them build like a business, but these are another pain point. Maybe they need credit. Credits are actually not your core value proposition, but you know you have to like provide credit to them so that they could be happier with you and you could provide more value and they probably don't have another reason to use another person. So maybe all of these other things that adds value to the customer's life, they are not necessarily your core solution, but you still have to do it anyway so that your customers can stay with you at the end of the day. Cool. Interesting. Cool. There are factors to um, get us point on like knowing your target market. I just want to talk about something as we were talking about it. Um, I was talking to someone earlier in the week about experimentation as a business strategy. Um, so the question was how how much to what extent should you experiment mm-hmm. as a business strategy? And it just goes it's like a risk management system for the business. So you have all these like fancy ideas, and then how do you implement in a way that you don't lose money, you know, to get to the tail end before you cut it off and you know that's a bad idea. Um, so example, when we, when we had to do some of the projects we did, we built them in small blocks, right, as opposed to just building the whole thing. So just build, build them in phases. Mm-hmm. So you build this and you're like, okay, this works, right? Mm-hmm. And help, let's scale this up right now. But if it didn't work, right, we would have killed it there. Mm-hmm. We spent a small budget before we like, went like, mm-hmm. full on. Um, so it's also really interesting to look at it from a big management perspective as a business. Um, Maybe just to add to what you're saying. Okay, so the example you gave is as regards like building, building, I mean, building something that like, you can build like small at a time, not necessarily having to. Because um, similar to that, I think for, for large companies like Google, Amazon, while they are large, while they have like bureaucracy, they still deploy agile teams to like yeah. test out products. Yeah. And um, these products are, are needed to be developed in full. So it's not something they can build like halfway and with. So like this is just a, an alternative. Yeah. This thing to like yeah. um, implementation. So deploying agile teams mm-hmm. from um, a, 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 a assigning them resources in terms of like talent, in terms of like uh, money, mm-hmm. and um, letting them just go experiment on mm-hmm. that very small scale. Mm-hmm. Might just be with like hundred customers. Mm-hmm. Might just be with um, in, the, in the remote area. Might be in, like a. Uh, yeah, just just yeah. with them from the feedback they do get, they will now make decision whether to scale or yeah. not. So yeah. that's just yeah. 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 That, that's that's a yeah. yeah, that's like an alternative. I like like you said, right? So uh, for big for big organizations, big corporations like Google, like mm-hmm. Facebook, and all of these things, it's usually very difficult for them. So like like you said, you know, for startups, you can quickly like you know meander and they, and they have your way. But for big companies, once you have once you have your strategy, like that's what everybody just focus focus on to ensure that you implement before I mean during that year or during that, that period you need to you need to implement the strategy. But what they do right is what what we call tactics, and it's close to uh, agile uh, deploying agile that you mentioned. So there's always a tactic. So like this is a strategy. This is how we want to get there. But in case it doesn't work, we can do 
A, B, C, or D. So, so, yeah, so if you're going to say you're going to a war, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you possibly you are planning to, uh, 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 to, to shoot your opponents at some point. Mm-hmm. But before you, I mean, get to that point, your opponents are already beginning to like use possibly like um, like planes, no war planes, and launching missiles from where they have. What would you do? That means that, mean that your original plan would have been thwarted, right? You need to do something else. And that's what tactics is. Tactics is. And that's what big companies usually do, have in place in case the original plan uh, does not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, um, thank you guys. Everyone has shared um, so much and I think it's been an interesting conversation. But just to wrap up, I'd like for everyone mm-hmm. to share on... So, you guys have touched on your different challenges and, you know, the, um, the things that make it easy, the things that make it um, difficult. So, to wrap up now, um, this challenges or pitfalls that are inherent in growth and strategy, the rule in itself, how do you mitigate mitigate them? How do you prepare for them and how do you um manage, uh, manage them, right? And so after after sharing that your final was be uh, I don't know, encouragements to aspiring strategists. Because I mean, do you guys know Bali's an executive? Just saying. But, uh, <laughs> who wants to start? Okay. No, uh, so, Jide, so you started from. So, 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 I mean, like, it's really fair. My, my attention span is, uh, span is very, very low. So, I mean, just repeat your question. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go. Very good, very smart. So please, do, do, do mind repeating your question again. So that was the question was long because yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, yeah. So like, so it was the later. But the it was in two parts. Okay. The, all these challenges you guys have shared. Mm-hmm. How do you prevent or manage them? And your final words to aspiring strategies. So how do you manage some of these challenges? You know, it also comes to strategy. <laughs> so you need to have a strategy in place to manage. Yeah. To manage exactly. So if things are not working, what are your plan? A, B, C, or D, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about plan B to Japan now. This is not plan B to Japan. This is plan B to, to execute. <laughs> so uh, my my advice to um, uh, upcoming strategies or greens like myself. Mm. <laughs> so uh, wait, wait, wait. just yes. so uh, everyone mm. the strategies at mm. school like mm. yeah, everyone. I was going is. to say that. Mm. Okay. After Kenneth so. spoke, it mm. sounded like exactly what Wally said, mm-hmm. but in just different spaces. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm thinking, okay, it's just semantics, like yeah. just call yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. called different. Yeah. Different things. Yeah. 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 Okay. So so for me, right? So and, and this applies to everybody you need to always have a plan in place. So, um, uh, there's one thing that we miss our way explaining strategy, and that is, that is mission. So, you need to actually clearly define your your purpose of existence as a company or as a, as a person. So, mm-hmm. why are, what am I, what, 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 as a company, what, what, what who are we? Mm-hmm. What, what have we, we been established to, to do, mm-hmm. right? So, once we have that clearly, then vision will now come. So, so, uh, so always have, always know your purpose of existence as an individual, as a company, and then, and then form, form their plans to, to, to achieve uh, whatever vision mm-hmm. that you have, you know, crafted out to, to, to achieve. So yeah, always have a plan mm-hmm. daily, 
weekly, monthly, whatever. Yeah, that's my, that would be my advice. Cool. 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 Okay, Wally. Okay, so... Okay, so for me, nice. You should also try to speak to your future peers. <laughs> what would you my say? My future peers will not listen to this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... I think one of my favorite tools in strategy right now is narrow planning. And um, is um, what GD had said about oh, what is the plan, what is the um, B, C, and D way of your strategy. But I mean, it's called narrow planning. And then just like briefly explain it. So each company wants to like identify the uncertainties in that sector, right? What are the things that would happen that would be probably do not know it's going to happen. And then you put a probability on each of your certainties. And um, the nearest or the closest one, that like, oh, this one might likely happen. Like Nigeria, now regulatory problem is an uncertainty that will likely happen. So if you guys notice during the paystack period, right, I'm sure the way paystack transitioned from, uh, I think they were using what bank was paid to service to pay? They moved from Providus. Providus to Uma Bank yeah. within a very short period of time. So was it piggy vest or pistol? Was it piggy vest? I think you probably piggy vest, right? So the the speed of transition was very fast. I mean, this I'm, I'm sure they would have protected that risk happening, right? And then also, if you looked at the way that MTN transitioned when the banks blocked their USSD from working, it was very fast. So these are the ways companies try to edge against um, all things about. Though they would have projected it and then they put in what are the things that are likely indicate indicators. We want to put indicators, about five or six indicators to say when it happens, we are watching. When indicator B goes up, okay, what's happening? When this indicator C goes up, we want to put in your team to like, guys, start preparing plan B. So let's start running out. If when the last indicator goes off, Immediately you roll it out. So these are the ways company edge against it. So people that are like future strategies, I think the more you want to know about strategy, the more you feel that oh I don't know anything yet. And that's how I feel right now. So maybe that will take a couple of years and um, all the best. Mm. So I'd written, I was trying to write a couple of things that I was going to say. Um, so for me, I mean, they've talked about um, risk management and all that. So maybe no need to go that. But then I would, I would always like to look at to your question was about like growing, right? Um, you know, managing um, ch- um challenges or challenges. Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one who has a shop that <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wanted to be sure um, that I wasn't going on point. So yeah, um, so for me, it's, I, I'll, I'll talk about mental models because that's pretty much like something I found out about recently. So system thinking is one of them, which like helps you like think differently about different things, like go deeper, different layers, ask different questions and why to arrive at different scenarios. So it's similar to scenario planning, but it's just really in a different way. Um, not so mechanical but more you know about psychology and um this day 
And then also thinking about um, data. So, you know, as you're doing these things, you might pick up data points that uh, that might help you um, to manage those risks. And in terms of risk management, I think the most important thing is experimentation. Um, so being able to know when to to let it go and mm-hmm. move on. So failing fast. You know, it's, it's very popular in the startup space, but a lot of people don't understand what it means. Like, you know, implementation, like that's why I call it implementation beats uh, perfect every time, right? So it's only the startups that get done that we know about today, the mm-hmm. ones that are perfect. We don't, we don't know about them because they don't make it to the end of the day. But these guys are able to fail fast and change as they go. I think that that would be my, like that, that would be my fast. major um, advice to upcoming uh, PMs or upcoming strategy people because uh, they all mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Understand understanding how to think mm-hmm. um, will really help with you know, all those rules, right? Strategy, system thinking for new products. So you want to launch something, yeah. So that that would be my advice to um, upcoming strategies. All right, all right, cool. Um, and maybe just one thing I would like to say because it's like a foundation that holds everything we said today, and that's communication. A team that doesn't communicate or an implementation strategy team that doesn't communicate will be able to get anything done. Uh, as soon as indicators, feedbacks are gotten, data are gotten, everybody needs to know so that they can um, take the right action in time. So, yeah, that's also one thing we should mention. So, yeah, thank you guys. Thank, thank you, guys you guys for listening for to this. Making uh, today's episode. Yup, yup. Uh, we look. F- Look forward to the next. We also do look forward to the experience that comes after now. Have a great day, guys. Thank Thank you. Strategy. 